right, so we're here with our, I mean, it's like our third little mini episode, because we're not going to be here with you long. No, we just wanted to, to pop in real quick, give a reaction to a film we just saw. Uh, but it's our 26 and a half Yeah, we, we decided that this is probably the correct way to do it. <laughs> of, of Fried Squirms. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. And we're here to talk about horror movies with you because we just went and saw a fucking great one. Yeah, we did. We certainly did. I mean, I guess we'll we'll lead into it a little bit. We happen to know a really cool cat. Uh, work with them a bit. Yeah, uh, we have a place of employment, but he also, uh, Ian, our buddy, uh, also works over at a local movie theater, the yeah, Roxy. Right here in town. And he hooked us up, made sure that we got into uh, a screening of this great movie called Raw. Um, there's a good chance you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's um, relatively new, and it's been a limited release. Yeah, there has been a limited theatrical run, and if it is still playing somewhere near you, we're here right now to tell you to go watch it. Please do. Do yourself a favor. Check this film out. Uh, because, this was uh, a really good horror movie. French, first off, we should probably point out. Yes, it's, it's subtitled. It's a French-Belgian film, so yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Ian, for hooking us up. Yes, thank you very um, much. That was awesome. thank you very much like, to the Roxy Theater for yes. even having it. We were talking about the fact that, you know, we want to express our our dedication and our passion for film. And a good way to do that, you know, we talk about supporting your local record stores and yeah, local venues. Yeah, it's really venues. easy. Well, it's support easier, I think, to support your local record store than supporting your local theater. I'm not sure if I have a really good reason for why it would be easier, but... It, and I'm not saying it's it's an easy thing to do, and, and it needs to happen more often, and there's a reason why we all push for it, like yeah. those of us involved in the arts and shit. Uh, but you can go into a record store, and they're going to have a wide selection. And so you can go in there and find something you're going to like. With your local theater, they can't play all the movies all the time. It would be awesome, but that is not re realistic. And so, I mean, because of that fact, like, honestly, this is this was my first time going to the Roxy. Yeah, mine as well, but I'm glad that we did take the time out to check this film out at the Roxy Theater. There have been, like, things that they've shown there in the past that I've just, like, unfortunately, my schedule didn't allow me to make it down. And mine's so been I've kind wanted of the same to go. I've wanted to go before. I know that there's a movie that they're going to show coming up that... Uh, I already worked out the mental math and what day it falls on, and I'm not going to be able to go see them playing the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'm kind of bummed out about that. Yeah, we had seen the the poster outside for that. It was pretty cool. Uh, I love that movie quite a bit. Off horror, but I love that movie. So whenever you can, if you have a theater, like, like we're, we're lucky enough to have the Roxy, and we were discussing before the show, like... Uh, also locally, the Wilma brings in some pretty cool things sometimes. Yeah, so we and, get, and I'm sure there's others that like, as we're like delving more into this ourselves, that we're probably gonna find out. Like, we probably don't even know that there's something else in our backyard that fucking shows awesome shit sometimes too. And when we find out, we'll go try to help them out. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea, like just to connect the community with film and our passion for it, and getting to share it with our listeners. So whenever, like, a, if you have a place around you that does show, like, the cool things that are more nichely up your alley, if you're listening to us, you're probably into horror. Uh, maybe maybe you geek out on, you know, this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. Foreign movies in general. I mean, you're not usually going to go, like, see a foreign flick at, like, your AMC or something. Good luck with that. But you can go catch them. Yeah, you know, and I think it's a good way, too. For uh, our case, I was 
pleasantly surprised with the turnout. I was not anticipating oh, yeah, the numbers. I think there was about 35 people. Yeah, there that I think asked. that's a good guess. Uh, I know that on our side of the theater, there was about 20 people, and there was more people on our side of the theater than the other, but it was still pretty close. I think total, there was like 30, 35. And it was, like I said, it was a, a pleasant surprise. So with that being said, for... And for, I was able to have a beer. Yeah. With my movie. Yeah, think that about that. Great. That was pretty cool. I was pretty stoked about that. Sitting back with the cold smoke, watching this movie, helped it go down a little bit easier. That's uh, well with that. Also, just as an interesting thing, I mean, we've covered more extreme movies than Raw. Yeah, and I was anticipating it to be a little bit more visceral. If we in, haven't, in did we mention the name already? We went and saw Raw. Yeah, we went and seen Raw, which is a, like we said, we mentioned, it's a French-Belgian film. I mean, I, mean, I guess we must have mentioned the name at least once by now, but I, now that maybe. we're talking about the movie, we went and saw Raw. We've seen worse movies than Raw. However, there were at times it was still a pretty extreme movie. Yes, it has its moments for sure. For sure. And I realize that I don't know, with as many extreme movies as I've seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that extreme with that large of a group of people before. That's a good point. I, I can't recall of a film, like you said, with that in mind as well. And it it was really interesting to, like, see, to sort of have that, that feeling in the room of, like, when certain things happen in the film and just, like, it washing over the audience. Like, oh, God, like, that just happened? Or, yeah. like, there was a couple really funny mo- moments in this movie that I was not expecting. Likewise, it, it was cool because, you're right, there was a, an audience reaction to it. It wasn't just you and I watching the film. We had a group of people watching the film with us and experiencing it as well. And I, I hope some of those people listen to our podcast, but it, it's interesting because I highly doubt that some of those people realize that's what we're there for. No, no, I, I bet that was not the case at all. Anyway, so we'll get into the movie a little bit. Uh, obviously, we want you to go see it. We're probably not going to touch on almost any spoilers in this movie. Yeah, no, we'll just be very brief. We wanted to see this movie in the first place because there's already a lot of positive talk about this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's some big buzz about this um, film. I believe it debuted at a few festivals last year. I can't remember for sure, but I'm sure yeah, it was like Yeah, I believe it names. got a, a, a Cannes film. The, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's like Sitges. big name shit. Yeah, like, of, in terms of horror film festivals and the big premieres for independent films, things like that, it got its, its billing for those. Yeah, and... It was right around the same time that this movie came out that we started doing this podcast. That's really if cool. You, I didn't if know you that. Think, if you think back to the time frame on like when it was hitting the festival circuit and stuff. Yeah, it would have been right so, at the same time. I think we, we were both also discussing earlier how with this show, we've both been trying to get back into the news a little bit and try to keep up to date. Uh, we're definitely planning a lot more shit based on just like what's coming out in the future. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of really cool titles and even franchises and things like that are they're getting a fresh kick. So that's going to be fun, like I said, year ahead of us because we still got a whole another half of the year ahead of us. Oh, yeah. And so with the n- horror news being a bigger part of my life and I know your life as well, it was impossible to not see good talk about this movie. I kept hearing like fucking Cannibal Tale. I, that's, I mean, that's in all the... I, I think that's in most of the promos. Even like, with with my limited knowledge going into the film, my impressions were it was going to be more around cannibalism. Which, the big thing, I think, for this movie, the way it was billed, is, and this is going to be interesting, too, it's the vegetarian horror movie. It certainly is, which is... Uh, 
at least one half of this podcast friendly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so you're a vegetarian. <laughs> We've never talked about it on the show. No, I don't, I don't think it's really that big of a no, deal. No, but it, it adds in a, a different element, I think, because her being a vegetarian is a very big part of this movie. It certainly Especially is. the first half. And getting to know that, it was appealing to me because I didn't know which angle they were going to take on it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how they would have took an angle on it, it you know, I don't really get offended by very many things, if at all. Um, so I was comfortable with it. It's no big yeah. deal. And yeah, I don't think any of the marketing for this movie has really been subtle in the fact that this turns into a cannibal tale. Yeah, and so that's not really going to know that going into this movie. Yeah, if you're not comfortable with any sort of um, cannibalism, eating the flesh, stay away from this film. But if, if, if you do If you're not okay things, with watching eating... Don't watch this. Yeah, if you have a sensitive stomach, you might want to avoid this. I can understand some of the press that it got for people getting sick. And with those things, you have to take it with a grain of salt, too, because it can become overhyped. So I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, maybe it's just a a little bit of a publicity ploy or a stunt. Not, you know, not like a big one, but just to give it a little bit more like, okay, this is what you, you should anticipate a little bit. Yeah. That's the same thing I had heard was people were like getting sick during the screenings. And like, honestly, there was a lot of people that are having a hard time even watching the trailer for this movie. I agree. It's pretty early. Uh, and the effects in this movie are really good. And so I can understand that completely. However, this movie's a lot more than that. It certainly is. It, it hits on a lot of really meta topics and things of that nature it's while, really cool. while we're on that real quick though i do want to mention that with all the great gore and like some of the the cannibalism and this and that the thing that actually turned my stomach the most is that there's there's at least two scenes in this movie where puking is actually a very big like pivotal thing that's going on which is kind of weird to say out loud puking is the but it's I mean, it's you've seen the movie. The film. Yeah, it's I was very right there with you. prevalent, um, and it's it's a big deal. Yeah, and there's a really cool scene with that. I mean, I thought it was cool. It's a big deal. Uh, so I'm I'm famously a, like a sympathy puker. So that was the part <laughs> that I was having the hardest time with in the entire gotcha. movie. I was just like, <clears throat> okay, mm. just like I can get through it because I can get through a lot of shit when I know it's not real and on film and stuff. But that's still pushing it just a little bit, like. I was thinking that through one moment where she's hugging the toilet. I mean, I'm not going to say much more than that, but I was like, wow, if this is effects or, you know, if, if they're taking multiple shots, layering it, it's like kudos to them because it looks really good. But uh, we did want to say that this movie is much more than the cannibal movie. It certainly is. It's a film with a lot of different subject matter. And that's kind of the reason why you should probably go see it because it's a. I'm still unpacking all of this yeah we both are we're unreeling from this there's a there's a big messed up family dynamic that runs through the entire movie mostly between the sisters uh well i guess we'll mention some people here in a minute that are in this movie but uh mostly between the sisters but you get some shots with the parents too and it's evident that they're not quite I mean, honestly, dad seemed pretty cool, but they overall did not seem like the greatest of parents. No. It, it felt like it was a very, almost like a forced relationship that parents put on their kids. Mm-hmm. I think in, in this particular character's case is because there's a high premium on what she's trying to become. Right. Uh, I'd say the biggest obvious 
uh, symbolism throughout this movie is that it's very much a coming-of-age tale where this girl finds her... Honestly, this movie spoke to me very much. It seemed very much where it was uh, that she was finding her sexuality her first year in college. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of a, in a weird way, a cliché. But the way that she does it in this film, the, the director we're it's talking about... It's by no way clichéd in this film. No. It's, it's a really interesting tale. We had talked about some of the films that you know, kind of, kind of got the the cobwebs turning and, and how we felt like maybe they were getting borrowing or whatnot. But Ginger Stamps to me came right to mind because it, it's a play on that, like a coming of age with sexuality. Uh, yeah, weirdly too, and it, that Dealing plays through. There, well. That plays through a, a number of characters actually. Too. It does, and I, I feel like that's some of the ways that my it, I'm still unpacking it all. And how layered it is. There, there is a lot of sexuality in this film. That, I was going to say that this was kind of a sexy movie. It was. It was. Super I was sexy. not expecting, like, the amount of like weird, not weird sex, but like it was kind of weird in context. Like, yeah. Considering, absolutely. There's a couple. I want to go into a tiny bit of details because I don't think it's too spoilery. No, it's okay. First off, she's going to a veterinary. College? Yes. yes. This was some fucked up weird hazing. Exactly. Extreme. Yeah. Like, For a veterinarian I, school? Absolutely. So you said, like, what movies this made me harken back to? The whole hazing sequence, which is a good part of the first half of the movie. It is. It sort of tones out by the end, and by the end it's more about, like, character relationships. Uh, but the first half of the movie, a lot of the hazing takes place, and it reminded me like Drumline mixed with Baskin. Ooh, that's good. I can see that. You have to think because it's it's taking place in a college setting, even though it's a veterinarian college setting. <laughs> what the fuck? It was uh, this weird atmosphere where like everybody was part of the same frat. Yeah, the, the entire complex. The entire complex was part of the same frat, and even kind of the town around kind of knew what was going on. Built up like around used it. used to it. Which, it plays on some of the college scenarios, even here in the United States. And it made for a really weird, almost like cultish atmosphere. You mentioned that like it seemed at times that that's what almost they were going I for. I kind of felt like, at times, mm-hmm. yeah, they were playing off that cold vibe. Other than that, in some ways, it's very... Oh, we've touched on on weird Lovecraftian things in the blood and stuff. It touches on those themes a very tiny bit, but I, I feel like it's also kind of a modern modern Wendigo myth. But because especially how how she mentioned how afterwards she always feels hungry. That's a good point. And she does mention that that hunger. Which and another character kind of goes off the rails with that. I don't want to give too much away on that, but another character kind of is the extreme version of that. Oh, yes. Which is also harkens back to how it's to a coming-of-age story, because she breaks down for a bit in the middle and finds her maturity by the end. It does remind me a little bit of how vampire trips are played out, where oh. you, you get that turning, Damn. they get the taste... Then they get those pangs and that turning, and then finally they they find their maturity. And usually it's a sexual maturity. Mm -hmm. So it it reminded me that just a little bit. I mean, really, without the family aspect, this movie very easily could be only just that that parallel between a, a... 
this young woman finding her sexuality at college. But combined with the weird hazing, wow. the the depth to some of the other characters, and the family dynamic, like this ends up being a really fucking weird, powerful movie. It is. <laughs> it packs in a lot. I mean, you you get your your money's worth. And it's a lot slower paced than I thought it would be. Yeah, there there are moments where it's... I, I think mostly it's how they shoot those party sequences where it feels quick paced because that's usually how party scenes mm-hmm. are anyhow. But the rest is it's very well paced. Uh, kind of, I, I said we'd mention some people too. Uh, the, the lead... Yeah, the like, lead in this is... Well, the, the actress, her name is Garance uh, Marillier. She plays Justine... In this film, yeah, Juju, Juju, yeah. That's what uh, I'm her her sister in the film is Alex. It's played by Ella Rumpf, the roommate of um, Garons. His name is Rabo Ufela. He plays Adrian in this film. And those are going to be your three main. That's people the three main the people. Movie. The I'll parents give show up. Two more which credits. Was neat for you. I yeah, think. I I saw this gentleman, and at first he kind of favors a little bit. He kind of favors Christopher Waltz, and I was like, that's not Christopher Waltz. He reminded all. me a little bit of Eric Roberts. Yeah, he kind of does. He has... Where, like, where he could favor a, a couple different people. It's like then the French Eric Roberts. It hit me in the middle of the film. I made the connection that it's a French-Belgian and a canal film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on. I know where he's from. I said, like, there's a movie called Calvaire. It's a, a Belgian film shot in like the early 2000s. This was when I was going through like a big kick of finding all these really cool European horror films, mm-hmm. typically through reading Rue uh, Morgue. But anyhow, the the ordeal, which is what Calvaire translates to, uh, into, and in, in, I guess Flemish? I, I don't know. Anywho. Uh, but and I recognize Belgies. them. Yeah, Belgian. They make really good beer. I'm not complaining. Yeah, uh, whatsoever. But that film is really fucked up. It has one of the most fucked up scenes in a bar I've ever seen in my life in it. It it that movie is kind of known for that scene. Anyhow, the father in this film is the main actor in that film. So I was like, wow! I don't gotcha. know how many people would have made that connection in the theater. I hope there's the more theater, than me. Honestly, it kind of seemed like a number of them might have. I would think so too. I mean, Missoula's kind of hip to certain things that are really neat. Like, mm-hmm. not so much in my neck of the woods. You, you have to find a certain niche mm-hmm. market for that. Uh, he did a great job. When, like I said, the yeah. dad seemed like he was cool. He's solid. Uh, the mom seemed like she was... Yeah, mm-hmm. La Mer, which is the mom, played by Joanna uh, Priest. I mean, she did a good job. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to like that character. Like, you know what That's I mean? That's a good point. <laughs> Without giving too much away, you know, you, people will find out when they watch this film. And that kind of rounds out the main, like, Yeah, cast. I mean... Yeah, really. I can't really think of anybody else. No, there's, there's side parts. characters that pop in and out, but but they're they're not really mm-hmm. focal. The other person that I want to give credit, and we both do want to give credit to, is the director and the writer of the film, Julia De Cornu. Uh, now that was fantastic. one of the things when you were mentioning yeah. how the things were shot in the club. That was cool. Awesome party sequences. Honestly, kind of reminded me of what. God, I can't think of his name. But what the the director of Creed did with his fights in oh, that I can't movie. think of the director's name of that. Uh, I, I don't know why it's slipping. I, it's it's so stupid that it's slipping my mind right now because he's doing the fucking Black Panther movie and I was gushing all over that trailer. But the way she shot the party sequences reminded me 
uh, a lot of like the way the fights were shot in Creed. Right. But what really impressed me was, and I think this is, I mean, this is probably something that a lot of these fucking Hollywood males directors, which is, you know, 95% of them, 99% of them might be able to learn and brought a lot, lot of intensity to this movie. Yes. That there was a lot of scenes where this very attractive actress was very scantily clad, but it was never sexy unless the director intended it to be. I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. It was never sexy unless the the director intended it to be, which there was a couple scenes where that was definitely the intent. There's one scene, I mean, it'd be nice to give it this a proper... Maybe you know, maybe like episode. a year from now we'll we'll look exactly. back in on Raw and but and there do is a, a particular break. scene with the mirror that I thought was really sexy. I wanted to mention the scene with the mirror not because of that but because I want to find out what this fucking French horrorcore Ooh, rap she was listening shit. to. She was listening to some fucking hardcore horrorcore. She was, and I don't it know what the awesome. fuck it was, but it was du- dude. It sounded cool, and French then we rap saw like sick. the and then we saw the the translated lyrics. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking twisted, like. Yeah, that was an intense scene, but it was really played up, and I liked it a lot. That was a really yeah. cool scene. That was fu- That was a great scene. Um, I said I really wanted to mention the the roommate. He did fantastic job. Yes, fucking sold me up and down. He on- did a fantastic job. He certainly did. And I, I count him as being one of the more fleshed out characters, but only because of like he has one line that's just suddenly sinks through when he gets pissed in the classroom oh. and you sort of realize like this struggle he's been going through his entire life and it just adds so much more like Dimension emotion to him. to him that yeah there is definitely a connection at that probably particular moment in the film to him otherwise he's, he could be just a castaway character yeah, but it, oh my god, just that, that moment, you're like, oh, sh- like, shit. Like, there's a connection there, there, There's two sides to this equation, and, like, she's going through some shit, and you're seeing that struggle, but... But he's going through his struggles as mm-hmm. well, like you were saying, so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's a really cool play on that, too. And there's just one thing that, I, there's one thing throughout this entire movie I wanted to call bullshit on. How the fuck did she never... I'm going to say this as vaguely as possible. Okay. I don't. We can't go into details. I don't think on this one. Okay. But how the fuck had she never seen her father's chest in her entire life growing up? They must have avoided the beach like the fucking plague in that film. How the fuck? That's the one thing I'm going to call bullshit on. Yeah, I. I it would. It would be hard to imagine that a child, especially this young woman, like you said, had never seen her dad's bare chest. I mean, I, that's weird. I think everybody in their family has seen bare chest, regardless of family member. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That, that's all I can think. Yeah, of. that's all Otherwise, we can say about this that. Is a fan- Yeah, and that's the thing we can't say much about it because that's no. a huge dude. The ending of this movie is really cool. That was that was a great ending. Yeah, it's, it's in its own way as fucked up as found, in my opinion. But it's it's different. It's apples and oranges, but it's that same level. No, it, it leaves you with the feels. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Slightly funny feels, to be honest. It certainly did. It it tickled my fancy. It was it was a little bit humorous, and I think the, I I kind of felt that through the entire audience. Like everyone took that as like a light note to fucking because of the line he says. Man. I think if he wouldn't have said that line, wow. If he wouldn't have said that line, it would have been really dark. It would have been super dark. But I think the yeah. fact that he fucking uh, like lampshaded it. <laughs> awesome. 
And there's a couple really funny parts in this movie, too, that I was not expecting. Naturally funny. I was not anticipating. Everybody was fucking cracking up in the theater. Dude dude next to you was fucking loud as shit. He was. <laughs> I, you know, take this with a grain of salt, because jokes are jokes. But I felt like that guy might have been on the far end of one spectrum. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, he was teetering on it. But, you know, he was having fun. Dude, I think we all were. I think we all came out of that movie having a great time. And I just Absolutely. want to say, I just want to fucking recommend it again. It, yes. If you get a chance to see it, I mean, eventually it'll end up on video of some sort. I mean, it'll probably end up for a little while on Amazon at some point. It'll, it'll be an on, on demand. It'll service. end up on fucking Netflix at some point. Streaming services. Like yes. we said, it it got acclaim at some of these big festivals. So I would expect to see it coming up somewhere that you can easily see it in the future uh until that point while it's in its limited theatrical run and i'm not sure what that means it how however many screens that means but if you get a chance to see it go see it yeah do, do yourself a favor it's a really good film like i said if you like foreign films especially horror films yeah, i think it's a really good one it's a really good one and the gore is really good and there are some really squicky moments in this movie that had like I said, the audience, once again, was kind of like, mm, mm. but the pace is slow enough. It's, it's deep enough emotionally and has such obvious and then beyond that layered metaphors and analogies throughout it that like I was mentioning to you, my, my girlfriend doesn't like horror movies. I'm pretty sure I could get her to watch this movie. I think people who are on the fringe could probably appreciate this film for a it's, number it's of artistic layers. reasons. Yeah, it's a very arty film too. I'm not in the art house genre or, or direction, but it's it's well crafted. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I guess I haven't watched too many art house movies. I was about to try to pull like a reference and be like, it's not like this movie. But right. I mean, the one that I guess comes to mind for me is kind of art housey. Would be like, it's not Valhalla Rising. Okay, yeah. Where like that's a movie where personally for me. I'll recommend it all day long, but I'm not actually positive that I liked that movie. <laughs> it's it's a different it's a different movie altogether. I know we're you know we're talking about different movies here, but yeah, that's it's a good watch, but it is a a different type of movie altogether. Uh, it's really good it, though, and this isn't that. It's no. not that kind of art housey. Exactly, it's just arty. Yeah, and I just say it's just the way that it's crafted, the way that it's shot and told. It could be mistaken for an art house film, but I don't think it is by any stretch. I don't know. I guess there's not too much more I can say about this movie without really going into details. No, I just wanted to say that I, I do hope that this film is a part of the film festival here in Montana or in Missoula. Yeah, they were mentioning some sort of film festival leading up to that uh, and how they're trying to do a screening of a, of a movie that they're either going to show. I think he said that they're going to show there I believe, every I month. I believe he did. Um, either way, that there's something coming up in, I think he said, was it? God damn it! I think I it is I in October is when the film festival. I wish festival. I would have paid more attention. But if it, you're in this area, if you know the Roxy, if you get a chance to go support them, especially please do with like this film festival we said coming up, go do that. That would be awesome. We yeah. would appreciate it at this point because I, I I fucking feel indebted to them now. That was a fantastic experience. Yeah, I really do look forward to seeing more films at the Roxy, and even if I'm out of town and I see films maybe playing in an independent film uh, theater. I'll be more, probably more prone to going into those types of venues. And I recommend people doing that too, because you'll never know who you meet. You'll never know the reaction that you'll experience 
in the theater because it's a different experience altogether, especially when you have a group of people around you. Yeah. Oh, no, that was... It was great to have that experience with the crowd. I think some of those scenes would be a little bit different. I'm not sure how different they would be. I was going to say weirder, but I don't think that would quite cover it if it was just like by myself on my fucking couch in my living room. Yeah. It could get a little sexy. <laughs> it could also get a little <laughs> bit like extra like squicky at times too, I think, too. You'd just be like, yeah. I, I don't... I'm dealing with this myself. <laughs> yeah, there there are some really, like I said, some tense moments. But I think the way that she puts the comedy element in there, it, it loosens you up a little bit, too, for, for those right particular moments. And it's right the right spots, too. Yeah, there, it's not overplayed, like you say. Uh, there's a great, in my opinion, it was a great comedy moment that comes up right after one of the the really squicky parts in the in the movie and it's one that everyone knows is coming and so it sort of lightens the the morbidness of what's going on in that scene well not just of the moment but like of the fact that you're watching something really fucked up going on but you know because you can see in the background that this comedy moment is coming up oh yeah i see what you mean i see what you mean yeah you know that this comedy moment is going to happen but in the foreground (laughs) there's something pretty screwed up going on i know which moment you're talking about i was thinking of a different moment but yes that particular i know exactly which moment you're talking about and it's genius It, it really just evens out this movie so like you said people on the fringe could enjoy this movie yeah because it does mix a little bit of the surreal Mm -hmm. a little bit surrealism that being said though like it is weirdly extreme at times some of those party scenes kind of were almost like disorientating to me i give full credit to the director of this film she does it she did a brilliant job i'd like to see more films done in this vein from her i mean maybe not precisely like this but i'm looking forward to seeing more films from her and i also just wanted one scene in particular jumped out to at me and i can't remember her name but uh the actress that played juju she plays the best just blackout drunk i've ever seen oh wow yes that's a really fucked up scene later on but even before that part when you only see what leads up to that like she is perfect on point blackout drunk yeah she has and no you know that there's clue. no way that she is in real life blackout drunk no, and just getting but, it like but no in terms of her acting that scene or just the entire lead up of that whole part of her character yeah it's brilliant brilliant yeah uh, so she, the cast they all do a brilliant job it's a strong film I'm really glad that we got to see it. And once again, I, I totally thank Ian for yeah. keeping us in mind. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, the Roxy, Roxy for, hosting for bringing it. it. Um, and thank you all for continuing to listen to us. And if you want to continue listening to us. Yeah, we're still available on our website at friedsquirms.com. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher, Google, Google Play, Play, tuned right. in. Uh fried squirms on any of those you can find us on a twitter right twitter at fried squirms facebook facebook is probably what we do most of our shit on so far but we're we're getting better we're working uh and it's just that we're old men that's the problem yeah it happens oh and you can email us squirmcast at gmail.com we're starting to get some suggestions i'm looking forward to hearing some more and 
like I said, if you get to see this, I film think just or about others. all the suggestions we'll get to eventually. We just might not get to them right away because we've been lucky enough to have shit like this just pop up. Yeah, that. there have been things that have just fallen to our lap, and we're I'm very thankful for it. But I mean, I, I feel like if you're going to suggest something, we'll probably get to it at some point. That's for sure. Yeah. So keep that in mind. If you have some things that you m- might want to hear discussed, or maybe you have some ideas that you'd like other people to sh- you know contrast or compare with you, let us know. Also, if it's not evident so far with this and the Savage Land episode that if you hook us up, we'll give you an episode. <laughs> yeah, we certainly will. We'll hook, that, we'll hook that shit straight up. Apparently, that's what happens. I'm just going to point that out right now. <laughs> we're very appreciative. We, you know, we're not too proud to beg. No. And uh, we also have no problem just busting out 30 minutes with you guys because we love fucking talking horror movies. We certainly do. This was a great time. I'm riding high right now. I had a good time. I am too. And I think I have to go to work tomorrow o'clock at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, dude, that blows. It's all right. It was totally worth it. And I'm glad that we're sitting here discussing it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we're going to stop discussing it, though, so that you can get to sleep. I can get some food in my stomach because I barely ate anything since, like, way earlier in the day. Here in a few days, we got another episode coming and up then so, yeah. we're going to be talking uh about devil rides out yeah in a couple days here so it's gonna be awesome you guys will hear get out though way before yeah get out so in green room yeah we've got a couple of things shit's coming cycling so yeah but in the meantime like i said i'm danny i'm tyler peace bye <laughs>